0: Good morning. Just as a show of hands, just so I know what I'm working with here, how many of you either played the game Tetris in the past as a kid or your kids played the game Tetris? I just need to show hands quick. Okay, good. Good. This is going to work. Um, here, here's the thing. I played the game Tetris a lot uh, growing up as a child, but I played it on this device. Uh, put that picture up right there. I played it on one of those. That's a Game Boy if you're not familiar with with uh that system and we you know we didn't call them devices back then we called them bricks because that's what they were you could probably kill somebody with that thing if you wanted to and uh i i played uh on that device and i had a love hate relationship with the game tetris i loved it was so satisfying and if you played the game you know what i'm talking about to stack up all the blocks all you know like you know there's no gaps in them at all and then you know you leave that skinny little row or line on the side the left or the right and you wait for one of those long pieces to come and then you just zap a whole bunch of rows at once and that is called a Tetris. Thank you. Somebody got it. That's what uh, that is. Actually, that's what the game is. Is when you get all of those lines at once. That's a Tetris, and that's so satisfying, and I love that part of it. But then there's a a, the part of it I hate it as well, and it's the fact of like when when you're playing that game, inevitably there's going to come a point in time where you misplace a piece. You put a a piece in the wrong place, and it's just you know you got gaps and you got holes and you got to fix it, and then and then there's always the piece that comes down, and you don't know what to do with it, right? Like it just doesn't fit anywhere. So just kind of put it here and it's just like this spire in the middle of your, your beautiful masterpiece that was ready to get a Tetris is now mass messed up and all that kind of stuff. So it can be a frustrating game and if that wasn't enough, if you play the game before you know, the more, the further you get, the faster the blocks come, right? The faster the pieces start to come down and it can be, it can become nerve-wracking and if that's not enough, there's the music, Okay, can anybody think of the music? Can you think of that? Oh, thanks, Luke. I appreciate that. There it is, right there. Dun, 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 dun. I would propose to you, keep it, keep it playing. I would propose to you that this is some of the most nerve wracking, some of the most anxiety producing music melodies in the world. You will never hear this at a spa. I promise you, because if you did, you wouldn't go to that spa. You'd be like, man, I just got a massage, but I feel horrible. Why? Oh, it's because of the music. Okay, that's enough. No, That's enough. Thank you. Yeah. And and if that's that's not bad enough, the music is not bad enough. What happens as the game progresses is the music actually gets faster. Like, as, as the, you know, you're progressing in the game, the blocks get faster, and so does, so does the music, which is enough to give anybody an anxiety attack, for sure. And I, I'm, almost, I'm almost positive that people who created the game knew that at a certain tempo of music, that, that eventually you're going to do this with your device or your brick you're going to light it on fire, you're gonna throw it across the room, you're gonna you know, do something bad to it. And the thing about the, the old Game Boys, I'll give it props because you could, you could do a lot of abuse to a Game Boy that our modern devices could not put up with, right? I mean, if you, with an iPhone, you can make an iPhone screen cracked by, by just looking at it funny. These you can like throw against the wall, you know, and then like two minutes later, feel bad about it, go pick it up, dust it off, and apologize to it, and hit the on-off switch, and it'll work, I promise, it'll work. And if it doesn't work, what you do is you just pull out the game, you know, and you do one of these, (laughs) you know, where you like blow in the little game cartridge and put it back in, and there you are, you get to play Tetris, again, level one, with nice slow blocks, the music's slow, and you get to play all over again, trying to fit the pieces. So where am I going with this? I promise this has a point, here's where I'm going with this. Although I don't play the game Tetris anymore, if I'm not careful in life, I can find myself playing a similar game. I can, I can find myself just trying to fit everything into this day, everything into this week, everything into this month, and do it in such a way that, 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 like, you know, do it in such a way, in an orderly way, that the things then disappear to make room for what's coming next and what's coming down the pike, right? You ever feel that way? In life, you just like, it's just like one day after another, it's kind of like Groundhog Day. And it can be really frustrating, right? Where you're just like, you're trying to get rid of the pieces, but yet the pieces just keep coming. And, and the, you know, like it could be uh, meetings or homework. The, there's bills. There's dry cleaning. There's deadlines. There's picking up the kids. There's dropping off the kids. There's oil changes. There's raking the leaves. There's book reports. There's all these things that we need to do in life. And then there's the things that, like, that we have to do, and then there's the things that we want to do. And there's the things that, you know, the trips that we want to take, vacations, day in the mountains, hanging out with friends, going for a bike ride, cooking a meal, call your mom or your dad, go on a date, play ball with the kids. And the thing, the hard thing about life is those things, even though we enjoy them, there's still things that take time, that have to be scheduled, that we somehow have to fit into life. And I'll be honest with you, like this is, and this is, this is for real, I know we're laughing and stuff, but for real, there are days where I just get fed up with how much I've got going on. I bet you this happens once or twice a, uh, a, a week, or you know, once every week or so. I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just running around. I'm overwhelmed. I feel like a, a chicken with my head cut off. I'm not sure what I'm doing, and if, if life was a game, I'm sure not winning at it. Have you ever felt that way? Or am I, no, that's just not me. It, it, we all feel this way. We all feel like there's, there's so much to do. And, and I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I was thinking about, okay, I've got all these things. And, and, and I realized quickly, there's no one to blame but myself. Like, I'm the one that, that chose this. I'm the one that signed up. I'm the one that said this would be a good idea. I'm the one that said I'll, you know, let's I'll get married. I'll get I'll have kids. I, I'm the one I'm the one that decided to buy a fixer upper, right? <laughs> I'm the one that wanted to grow green grass in Colorado. That's a great idea. That's, there's not, nothing wrong with that's going to go with that. I'm the one that decided to have a third child. You know, hey, let's do it. See, see, we can blame, we can try to point blame, but the, real, the, the reality is these are things, some of them we don't choose, but a lot of them we do. Why? Why do we do that to ourselves? I have a theory. I have a theory as to why this happens and, and why we, we continually find ourselves in these busy, overwhelming, bordering on manic situations sometimes in life. I think it's rather simple. I think there's something inside of you and there's something inside of me that just simply wants to get the most out of life. There's something inside of you and something inside of me that just, we don't want to miss out, do we? We, we want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to make sure, we're, and we're afraid to say no to certain things because what if we lose that opportunity? And I, I just want to say this, I don't think that's a bad thing. We'll talk about this in a second, but I, I don't actually think it's all that bad of a thing. But I do think it's something we need to be careful about. I think we need to recognize that desire like, hey, we want to get the most out of life, but we have to recognize that if we're not careful, it, it can lead to some bad things. First, first off, it, in, in our attempt to, to get the most out of life, it, I, the, sometimes we, we often, it, hold on to that one for a second here, Before uh, when we try to get the most out of life, a lot of times we lose control of our lives. We, we try to cram everything in. We get so busy. We, and, and we cram things in such a way that there's ro- no room for error anymore. You know, in, if we do this in our schedule, we get double, we get triple booked, and it gets really stressful, and we're dropping balls and we're letting people down because there's no room for error. If we do this in finances, we max things out, we live month to month. That works for a while. But then all of a sudden, if you hit a bump, In the road, a financial bump, bill comes due, an unexpected transmission goes out, medical bill. All of a sudden, whoa, it's like this isn't working anymore. See, the problem is in our attempt to get the most out of life, sometimes we can lose control of our lives. And and see, this is a part of it. This is a part of it, but I think there's a bigger piece. I think there's a bigger danger because we can fix our schedule. We can fix our finances ultimately. With time, we can put those things back in order, but I think that the the really the most dangerous thing and the thing that really what this is what Tetris is all about is this. In our attempt to get the most out of life, we often lose sight of what's most important in life. Let me put it this way in our attempt to cram everything into life, we can easily push people out of our lives. And see, this is, this is so dirty, it's so, it's so subtle, because the reality is the things that we say yes to, a lot of them, they, they surround us with people. We fill our schedule, and it's like, I go to here, and there's people there, and I go there, and there's people there, and then I have this, and there's people there. And so it feels like we have people in our lives. But in reality, it's this drive-by contact that's devoid of any type of meaningful connection. And in our attempt to get the most out of life, we lose sight of what's most important in life, the people around us, our spouse, our kids, our family members, our friends. We didn't do it on purpose, but man, we, we sure don't have time for them anymore because of all this stuff we're doing, and some of it we're even doing for them. You know, this is what's so frustrating about. It, is like if you're a parent, you know this. You know that when it comes to the end of the day, like you can you can spend your day giving good things to your kids, getting them to school, getting them you know signing them up for that, getting them there on time, and then you get to the end of the day, you're like wait, I, I I spent the day doing things for my kids. Did I was I with my kids at all? Isn't that frustrating? It, we got to be careful that in our attempt to give our kids. The, the best thing, and the, you know, get, let them get the most out of life. We don't lose sight of what's most important in life, which is actually like talking to them, being with them. It, it, maybe you, you love what you do for work, your career. It's just you, you, you find it enthralling. And, and, and honestly, you, could, you love to do it so much you could do it all the time. And the time just flies, and it's exhilarating. You need to know. We need to, we need to remind ourselves. Then in, in our attempt to get the most out of our careers, we can easily lose sight of what's most important in our life. We've seen it happen, haven't we? If you're a student in the room, I'm so glad you're part of Tetris. This isn't just an adult thing. It's like starting in third grade thing. Like I literally, we, we have a second grader, and everybody says that third grade is when the homework really starts. I'm like, are you kidding me? Eight years old. Like, what, does it need to, do we have to start the manic, you know, homework, this, that, and sports? Yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's a student thing. It's a kid thing right now. And I want you to know that, the, that what you're going to find for, through, through Tetris is you need to know that it's really easy to get caught up in thinking. That if I just can keep that grade, if I can just get into that school, if I can just shine in this sport, if I can just do this activity that I love to do and do it a bunch, I'm going to get the most out of life, but in our, in our attempt to, you need to remember that in an attempt to, to get the most out of life, we can easily lose track of what's most important in life. Maybe you're in the age where you're kind of like eyeing up that re- retirement, and you've worked hard, and you've saved, and you've earned, and it's about time to spend and cash in. And there's a part of you, right, that, that's just like, uh, what if we just, there's a part of you that just wants to take the money and just Go. Doesn't that sound good? Just, just go wherever you want to go. But I want to remind you that in our, in our attempt to get the most out of life, we often lose sight of what's most important in life. And so here's the question: How do we create a buffer between our current pace and game over? Because that's the reality, is if we're not careful. We'll lose sight of what's most important in life, and it will be game over relationally at our home, with our family, with our kids, if we're not careful. That's what Tetris is all about. This is the conversation we get to have in the next few weeks. I'm so excited because I need it, because I be busy, and you be busy. And, and, and we, so let's talk about this. And, and see, We're going to talk about how do how to, we get the most out of life without losing sight of what's most important in life. And what's so cool about this, guys, is the Bible. If you open up the pages of, Bible, of, of the scripture and you start to look at it, you will find throughout scripture various authors in both the Old Testament and New Testament having something to say. They chime in on this idea of, of, of time, they talk about it a lot, they talk about money a lot, they talk about uh, relationships. In a way, and and if we as modern people would be able to lend our ear to the ancients, I think we'd be surprised that they actually have something to say to our modern lifestyle. That they they actually, even though their life might have been very different than ours, they still struggle with the same things. And if we lend our ear to them, we could find some really, really interesting, but also very helpful content when it comes to... To this type of thing, and in the next few weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to tackle the idea of time, and then we're going to do money, and then we're going to do relationships, and we're going to let the Bible speak to each of those. But today, but today, as as we kind of start this, I want us to see something very, very clear. I want us to see something else that that when we open up scriptures that we find, and this is this uh, this will lay the groundwork for for the conversation. I'm excited for this. If you open up scriptures and you start reading like who God is and start thinking about how he created the world, and we'll, we'll do that here in a second, you'll start to notice that, that God actually wants the most, for you to get the most out of life. That it is his, actually his desire for you to get the most out of life that honestly that uh, idea remember i said it's not a bad thing to want the most out of life i think that's actually kind of a god thing that's actually the fingerprint of god in our lives to to go and to 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 take life by the horns and get the most out of it i think god it's that that's god's fingerprint on our hearts i mean think about it he created everything he created this world. He created everything that you and I love, everything that you and I see. He created the, the stars, the skies, the, the sunsets, the, the, the beauty. He created the, the sea, the trees, the animals, the platypus. I think he put that one in there just to kind of mess with us a little bit. And then, think about this, go back to the book of Genesis. And then he takes two very lucky individuals and he creates them. And, and, and from the day they arrived on the planet and blinking stepped into the sun, there was more to be seen than ever could be seen, more to do than could ever be done. And if you love the Lion King, you know what I'm talking about right now because that's the circle of life. Circle of life. You know, you know, like, but the thing about this, like, he put, he put, thanks, thank you. Thank you. Uh, he, put, uh, he put these two individuals, he created, like, he created this whole world. This whole universe. And he puts him in the middle of it. And he says, good luck seeing all of it. Good luck doing all it. There's a lot of theology in The Lion King, just so you know. Watch it and you'll see. He's like, good luck exploring all this. Good luck getting getting, you know, good luck seeing all of this stuff, exploring, building, planting, discovering, naming the animals. Think about this, guys. If if you're familiar with with the creation story, he places Adam and Eve in the garden. And what does he say to them? He says, you can eat of any tree, of any fruit in this garden. Go nuts. Except for just that one over there. God's original intent had thousands of options. Thousands of do's. And only one don't. And I don't know about you, but if you think of God, you think of church or religion, and it's like, it's just a lot of rules. It's just a lot of naysaying. It's just a lot of, you know, like, like God just, you know, he's, he's nitpicking my life. It's, it's not the truth. God actually wants you to get the most out of life. That was his original intent. He puts, he puts these people in the garden, and he says, go nuts. Have fun. Get the most out of life. And, and if, if you know the story, you know, they, they, they did eat the one, they did do the one thing they couldn't do. Why? Because they're trying to get the most out of life. And as they're trying to get the most out of life, they lost sight of what was most important in life. And that's their relationship with this God they were walking with that had just created all these things. They, they, they started to think, well, if I get this, then I'll get more. And they put that in their life and then it, it destroyed their life. They put distance between them and God, and God, you know, and God's like, you know what, the, I'm not going to stop there, even though you did this, I still want to be connected to you, and, and so he promised it to, to take care of it, and, and, and years go on, and, and hundreds of years, a couple thousand, you know, thousands of years go on, and, and then a guy comes on the scene named, named King David, and King David had this really awesome connection with God, he was able to, to he, he wrote a lot of songs, a lot of, a lot of psalms, and in his most famous psalm, Psalm 23, he says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Because God wants the most for our lives. God makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. When I'm with God, there's this peace when I walk with Him. There's this fullness in life that's coupled with this peace and this contentment, like being beside a calm stream. He, he, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies for his name's sake. It, like, think about this. Like, yeah, there's, there's bad things in life. Yeah, there's enemies in life. But God is able to use those things in such a way that you can actually sit with it. Like, you can, he'll, he'll, he'll redeem it in such a way that you're, you're able to, to sit with your enemies for his name's sake as if that's a story that he's willing to put his name on. As you, as you get the fullness of life. Fast forward years and years later, and Jesus comes on the scene. And, and this, I think the most profound way that we start to see that God wants the most for us is through the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus was sent from God. He was God. He's the Son of God. He comes down on a mission to save the, his people, to reconnect them with the Father, the author of life. And, and throughout that, he said things like this. He, says, he said this in John 10, 10. He said, I have come that you may have life. And that not just life, but that you might have life abundantly, to the full, overflowing. Uh, life that, that is fullness of life. He wants us to get the most out of life. And then Jesus went and died on the cross. He he was so committed to us getting the most out of life, he was willing to go die on a cross to pay for our sin so that we can be once again connected with the Father. Isn't that cool? This is a God who doesn't want something from you. He wants something for you. He wants us to get the most out of life. Another thing that Jesus talked about a lot was eternal life. And he's talking about this eternal life all everywhere he went. And it was like this idea of he was talking to people who were who tempted like you and I are to get so caught up in the temporal, to get so caught up with what was coming down the pike, the meetings, the, the appointments, the oil change, all of these different things that we have to do. And, we, and they're good. They're important things. But they can quickly steal us away and quickly get us so focused on the temporal And and Jesus came to give us eternal life, to remind us that there's more to this life than just this life. There's more to this life than just what's coming up on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And we should live accordingly. See, here's what I want us to do today. We're going to talk about time. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about relationships. But really what I wanted to do today is I want us just as a group of people, busy people, all of us are in our own way, to just simply rest. In fact, let's just do this, just, just do me a favor and just go, feels good, doesn't it? And, and what we have next for you coming next with the band coming up is truly a gift We've been talking about it all week. Is is like we want to give busy people a gift of peace. Of 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 in in a busy chaotic schedule, just a little bit of breathing room to start Tetris off. Yeah, we'll talk about all these other things, and we'll talk about some really cool tactics: how to order time, how to order money, and we're gonna ask the God. You know, like we're gonna we're gonna entertain the God of the universe. And what he has to say of it, about those things. But for today, I I just want you to enjoy and and relish and revel in the fact that the God of the universe wants you to get the most out of life. It's good news. That the God of the universe was willing to not just, he's not just willing to tell us how to do it. He will instruct us. He'll give us advice. But he's also willing to die for us, to give us that peace with him so that we can be connected with him, the author of life. (sighs) That's a message for busy people. This next song is is, is a beautiful song. Allie's going to sing it. And I want you to just stay seated. I want you to just listen to it. The words will be up on the screen. But I just want you to breathe. And sit in peace. To take time from your busy schedule. And just relish and relax. And and just relish in the fact that God wants you to get the most out of life. And what we'd ask for you is in the next coming weeks, come back. Come back in in this conversation. If you're new to church or you're coming back to church, uh, this is a perfect series to come back, because you can kind of like try before you buy. This is a way to, to hear, hear about what God would ask of you of your time of relationships. And it, also you'll get to see the heart of God and decide whether that's what you want to do. If you're the type of person who would consider yourself a spiritual person but not a big fan of organized religion, would you do us a favor just in the next couple of weeks, give this organized religion just a try. Just just walk with us through this series and and, and see. See what might come of it as it might help in your spirituality, help connect you to, to the God of the universe. But right now, let's, let's, let's just take this time and this space and let's just relish in the fact that God loves us. God loves you. He, he looks at you like a child running around and, and, and he has patience for, with that. Uh, um, but he wants you to rest in him. Let me say a prayer. God, thanks so much for not leaving us in the dark, that you loved us enough to, to come and, and not just show us how to live life, but you showed us, uh, you gave your life for us. Um, in the weeks to come, I pray that, that we would all be able to, to connect with you through what you have to say about our business, and, and I pray that it would lead to peace. That we would not be people who are trying to who trying to get the most out of life lose sight of what's most important. Pray this in your name. Amen. Good morning.